What's up, party people? Welcome to Ditch the Ick, a podcast all about navigating dating, career, and honestly, life in general as a millennial. I'm your host, Katie Carson, 30-something avid dater and entrepreneur. All right, Ditch the Ick, welcome to part two of my dating year in review. I am joined by my best, bestest friends, Jersey and Carrie. Welcome back, ladies. What up, people? Hello. So we left off in part one. We had just started talking about the roster and Jersey gave you all homework. So hopefully you did it and you looked at your rosters and started looking at superlatives, lessons learned, those type key takeaways for the coming year as you do in your performance reviews every year. So we're going to dive really quickly into who each of the roster is. I'm going to give a quick overview. Some of them I have talked about in previous episodes. Some of them I have not. So I just want to make sure you have some context as to who we're talking about. The principal was the first person to earn a nickname in 2023. We had matched. She was a widower and a principal at a school about an hour away. And turns out he was also ghosting and standing people up and dating about nine people. And one of the people he was dating was somebody in my small town who I knew. And we found out through the Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group. And now she is my closest and dearest friend physically here in East Tennessee. That was a that was an unexpected bonus. She's now the person I have to check all of my matches with because although she's now in a committed relationship, so I'm not as worried about it, but we used to have to check our matches with each other. I also love that she was your free gift with purchase. Yeah, she was. And I she was my sheet unclarifying that it's because she is your closest and nearest and dearest in the immediate physical proximity. Yes. Thank you. That I am not related to because I don't want I'm very close with my cousins that are here. But they are my, she is the first person I have met outside of my family to become like my dearest and dearest here. Dom Daddy, we've talked about a lot. I think his name is self-explanatory. We hooked up twice at the beginning of the year. Actually went on some dates in the summer. Ghosted. He ghosted me. Not the other way around. But honestly, it was fine. The Brit, I think, was probably one of the top three disappointments of my year. As you can tell, he was British, which obviously just gives him a thousand points. He had the accent and everything. We talked most days. We ended up the days FaceTiming on the phone. He was going to be at a city that was in the middle of us for his birthday. And I went and met him for that. And we day drank for seven hours. And then it was not a thing after that. To be honest, I feel like the Brit was like the physical IRL interpretation of blue balls. Yes, Yes, he was. He was the embodiment of bluebells. Whereas, like, Dom Daddy was the physical embodiment of, I am convinced that you can have too much sex. (laughs) And you can definitely have a sex injury. And I genuinely think that the entire show helped the, uh, I had sex and it sent me to the ER. I think that could have been inspired by some of his favorite moves. Totally different sides of the spectrum, these two. Still a fan of Dom Daddy. But at least from an from an from an effectiveness rate when it comes to his bedroom appointments, I am a fan of Dom. Oh, he was a fish out. Yeah, he was. You guys have been talking. I don't know if you saw my face, but I've been sitting here really confused because I'm trying to figure out what the hell the bottom right picture is of. And at first, I thought it was a train going over tracks, and I was real concerned. Uh- <laughs> 
Oh, no, it's just like Asheville in the fall because several of the people that I have matched with have been from the Asheville area. And that is actually where I did meet the Brit for the weekend. Maybe it's a beautiful picture of it. So for all of our like all of Katie's listeners, the whole ditch the it community. Get on Patreon, take a look at the most incredible PowerPoint slide because if it's not a year-end review, if there's not a deck. And there's the roster. And on the roster are a handful of very poetic photos that explain exactly who these fellas were. And she picked the most picturesque, freaking wish you were here, tourist photo of Asheville to include. Because I've been to Asheville and I didn't know that was Asheville because that's not what Asheville looked like when I went there. I just, I saw the the little canyon thing and I thought it was like one of those train track things. And I was like, what is she trying to say with this? I think that might actually be like one of the natural bridges in the Smoky Mountains. I don't know if that is specifically in Asheville, but that is what I searched. Don't be sassy. You found the one most gorgeous photo. Of and it's sunset, in case anybody's wondering. It's sunset in the photo. It looks like a Monet. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. Okay, so we have the roster. Principal Dom Daddy the Brit. This mm-hmm. one, I think, should win. Carrie, want to hear just your quick 10 seconds on him, but I feel like this person absolutely, hands down, wins best nickname. Also, I for me, he was the biggest disappointment to me. Old McD's Nuts, we molded his name as we went right yes his name evolved yes it did and it as did his episodes in season four well as I did his, his name evolving was also very representative of his character involvement because he was old mcdonald's mm-hmm. on a farm and i loved him i was like so for it because i'm all into the redneck shit anyways and then <laughs> he ended up being Never mind. I'm trying to figure. And for for context, Old McDee's nuts is by far the oldest person on the roster, coming in at very forty seven when we were whatever we were. Very fitting. But I loved him, and then I hated him. Yeah. So his name is now fitting because he's nuts dog. Katie, tell us the who, what, where, when on a fan favorite Old McDee's nuts. So Old McDee's nuts, we matched on Bumble in april and he submitted his application to be archie's dog dad and he was the first person to actually take the bait of that prompt set him apart we he all of his questions were about archie's needs and it was really cute and he actually interviewed and then we talked on the phone all the time like all the all the time he was i was falling in love with him because of that yeah we just really hit it off. The chemistry was there from the get-go. And we he came here for dinner, and we had a 16-hour first date. As you do. As you do. He left at, like, noon the next day, and it was weird and nice, because that had not been a thing that had happened in well yeah, over a decade. The alert. Um, but... Yeah, you had then, your feelings. You just had a feeling, and you, I did. you openly ran. We're not going to do that. You know, I did. I had feel I caught the feelings bad. Mm-hmm. But here's the issue with him. He was going through a really bad divorce after being married for 20 years. And he had not quite gotten to the point where he probably should have been dating yet. And he wanted his he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. He wanted me not to see anybody else. But meanwhile, he was talking to an ex from high school. And also I think still solving just his feelings. I gen- wow. I genuinely believe 
I think every listener on I think every listener in the community has heard or has experienced an old McDee's nuts mm-hmm. in their life because uh-huh. I okay Katie consistently tells me that one of my one of my triggers one of my habits but we're growing because we can self-identify and be self-aware <laughs> is that I tend to victim shame a lot and I tend to side with the villain the abuser so I think with old McDee's nuts I absolutely to my core believe that I think he cared about you I think that his feelings for you were genuine and I do think that in all the conversations that you had, particularly in the beginning, like when you guys first started talking and he was like very much courting you and trying to yeah. get your attention. I think all of that was genuine. Where I think his bullshit barometer was completely broken was he was bullshitting himself. He was nowhere near uh-huh. ready uh-huh. on any scale uh-huh. to be doing uh-huh. anything with anyone. And then I think he, I think as soon as he finally... Because it took you a really long time to reciprocate anything with him. And you had the wall up hard. Because I know better. You do, but hi-ho. Like, even the dwarves have not taken down a wall the size of what you were working with in that moment. And he broke through it. And as soon as he broke through it, I think he felt real fucking cool. And I think that gave him just enough confidence to be like, oh, my God, I could do this again. I can get women. And then he did want the whole thing. He wanted you and he wanted anyone else that he might be able to have possibly in the future, even though none of that was defined. So I think he fucked himself royally by not being honest with himself really early on. But I was so proud of you for your interaction with him because I felt like he was the first one that you genuinely opened up to emotionally. And I was waiting for that to happen in season four. I was going to say the reason I hate old McDee's nuts as much as I do. It, and if you're listening, I just flipped you the bird. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had our old McDee's nuts and it's just a trigger for me just a little uh-huh. bit. But also at the same time, I told Katie the whole time he needs way more time in therapy uh-huh. before he's ready for anything. Uh-huh. And... Damn it, what was I? And even his therapist had told him that, so that's no news. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to say something else and I forgot it. He was choosing to be self-destructive, I think. I really do. I think you're right. I think his feelings were genuine. Um, And I think I, what one of the things I learned from that is that I was seeing him for his potential mm-hmm. as a partner once he got through this and that is one of the things that like I struggle with is Mm -hmm. like I I can see people's potential yep and then I start to have expectations based on that Um, I'm gonna buy a whole RV and travel the world but the RV is broken fuck you (laughs) Um, you're really you know what (laughs) you have a Patreon mentality you do you can very easily I think a lot of us can you can fall into the, it's okay. Uh, all of us become fucking Barbie the Builder. And we'll all be like, I can fix it. Yes, I can. Yes, Girl, yes. Have, have several fucking seats, sweetheart. I did that for a long time, too. Hey, I was the um, same way. And I do think that's it, too. And I did recognize that, that, and that is one of the reasons why I blocked him the first time. And then turns out, fun fact for my iPhone people, when you have multiple Apple devices and you block someone on one of those devices, that does not mean their shit doesn't go through to another one of your devices. Because one day I opened my iPad and there was a text message 
And it was a paragraph long. And so we started talking again. And then he stood me up. Opens up Pandora. Because he is still dealing with a lot of shame issues and a lot of things that he needs to work through. And so I sent him a clearing the roster text that I found on TikTok that was toxic. And then I blocked him on everything. And it's fine. He love you large. I feel like a lot of his his issues came out as like narcissistic tendencies quite a bit. Yeah, which really also triggered me, and I know probably triggered you too, but it's just, I j- it's all around, like, a fat no, dude. Like, just... yeah. See, I, I, I actually thought he was playing more of the martyr card a little bit toward the end. He, he, he was loving the martyr moment. He did both. There was a lot of like, jumping and completely ignoring clear boundaries that I had set and asked for. If I asked for space for a day or whatever when we were trying to figure shit out... And then he would play the narcissist card, but he would also play the martyr of my my life was hard. Anyways, we have spent a lot more time on old McDee's. But but he was he was the center. He deserved the time we just spent. He deserved time. The principal and Dom Daddy, uh, they were a sexual awakening. They were hello, welcome. The principal wasn't any of that because we never even met in real life. But he but you were feeling something. You were feeling things down under. I was feeling emotions. Yes. And you don't usually like that. I don't. <laughs> I, know, I just, I just think they were opening a door. They were But I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think you're right. Because I think that old McDee's nuts was the pivot point for getting honest with myself as to what I was looking for and the way I was showing up too. And I think the not being honest with themselves about what they want is a theme that goes across most guys on this roster. And honestly, most of my friends who are dating... That is a theme with that is mm-hmm. people present themselves as wanting lo- the same thing you want, but really they don't. Yeah. And they're, but they're not willing to admit that to themselves. So oh. the professor and I matched around the same time as Old McDee's Nuts, also on Bumble. And we have been messaging for eight months now. We just met IRL a couple weeks ago for a beer. And he's a very nice guy. Obviously, he's a professor. And... We're still chatting, so I feel weird sharing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna keep the professor on the bookshelf. Yes. If you we're gonna keep the professor on the bookshelf. So gift guy, we've talked about a couple of times. I've referenced him in several episodes. This is the guy that I matched with, who set up an entire date with, including time and place, with only gifts and one screenshot of a location. We did not exchange actual words until we met. We did. We had two dates. He was a very nice guy. We, we both just agreed it was a friend vibe. And that was that. Pizza Daddy, I have also talked about. He was in the, if you want, if they want to, they will. Ultimately, he did not. He did not want to. He came in hard and strong. And Like a salami. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> I said like a salami. <sighs> if only. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it didn't even get there. My, my um, combination of steak and wine is putting me into a delirium. And I'm thrilled about it. Honestly, there's no, this is best case scenario for this episode. If you need to, if you must know. Actually, best case scenario would be all three of us in one place, but. Accurate. Geography. So Pizza Daddy, we matched on Tinder, I want to say. Very chatty right off the bat. Very emotionally intelligent. Very stand up. His actions matched what his words were saying. Okay. And there were some, he had some. Injuries from a work accident several years, like 10 years ago, that I was very understanding about with certain things. And then when I had some financial difficulties and mental health issues, he was not. 
he said, just kidding. I don't think I have time for this. I'm starting school in January. And I was like, first of all, it's October. And secondly, you didn't think about that before you took my trash out or sent me a pizza? Anyway. Can I just ask the bonnet? No, because I was, honestly, Melissa, I was so nauseous just letting somebody send me a fucking pizza and having him be on the phone being like, what do you want on your pizza? I just had extra cheese. (laughs) And then he's, do you want wings? Do you want cheese bread? And I was like, no, just the the pizza. You had pizza inside. It physically hurt me to accept that. She does the same thing when I try to help her. I would be shocked if a bunch of your community didn't agree wholeheartedly. I would be shocked. Listen, those of us who have been single for a really long time, part of the reason I feel like we are still single is because one of the things that dating has showed us, if not early in our childhood, which that's a whole other conversation, is that sometimes, most of the time, the only person you can rely on is yourself. Yeah, so I, you was, I, really... I never let people help me either. Like, I know, you know I still have an issue with that. I'm well aware. <laughs> and you come by it naturally through... The way in which we were raised. So it's yeah. either the way in which you're raised or your dating history, I feel, is what kind of contributes to that. But also for me, it's all it's also been I have lived geographically so far away from what would be normal people's communities, like their immediate family, or at this point, my like close circle of friends, like my people, I live in the same state as none of them. Yeah. And so that's also a thing because I know I could count on Carrie or Jersey to show up when I need something, when I need help, but it's good to do when you're nine states away. And I know if I called you at three o'clock in the morning, you would answer. And I know that, but it's different when somebody is physically close and physically trying to do something for me to take out my trash. Yeah. Which I can't take out my own trash. It's my husband's job. And I watched him do it this morning and he asked me to hand him a garbage bag. And I was like, here you go. And he goes, all right, you want to put it in there? And I'm like, no, because I... We have a fancy garbage can. He has all these bells and whistles, and I fuck it up every time. And I just like that's his job. That yeah. is nice. Having having someone take out your garbage is nice. Wait, so now, talk about Wine Daddy. Yeah, so Wine Daddy also met on Bumble, and he unfortunately turned out to be one of those guys who was not honest about what he was looking for. When, again, we hit it off right off the bat, his opening mm-hmm. question was very genuine. He was very emotionally intelligent. The conversations were fun but they were also deep and at the same time actually getting to know one another and at certain points it did get spicy but i also would rather the conversation get spicy sooner to see if we're compatible that way before i waste my time make trying to make logistical plans to meet you i like to establish that early on i ain't wasting gas if i don't even know i'm about to run if i like your ass oh girl you're a poet right know it but exactly right i need to know I need to know that we're compatible on that because I refuse to settle for a life of mediocre sex. (laughs) Mocha came to say hi. And I was very clear. I was like, listen, if this is just a hookup, I just need you to tell me. If that is what you were looking for, I just need you to tell me. He was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. It was. He came over. It was. It's like we've all been trained to believe that's the default answer. But then he stayed for four hours. He got here, we were going to have, because it was the afternoon and not a lot of places were open in my tiny ass town. He came to me. So I was like, I'll just build a charcuterie board. You bring me some fancy wine from work because he worked in the wine industry. And we'll just hang out and chat and you can meet Archie and it'll be great. And he was on me almost as soon as he walked into the door, and which I was fine with. But 
he stayed for four hours and we talked for four hours. He did most of the talking and then was like, I got to go home and let the dog out. And he was like, I'll text you when I get home. And I said, okay. So he texted me when he got home. I said, it was really fun. And he was great. And then the night I didn't hear from him for 24 hours, which every moment leading up to that, he had been like, okay, have a good night. I will text you tomorrow. Very clear in his intentions. And then so finally, 72 hours later, I was like, listen, bro, just tell me. I don't, I'm, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I am not emotionally invested in this, but I would also rather not waste my mental space trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And he was like, nobody wants to read this via text, but I think we'd be better as friends. And I said, thanks for your honesty. Best luck to you. Bye, Felicia. He still yeah. follows me on Instagram. <laughs> nobody wants to read this via text. Be like, yeah, but you didn't have the balls to do is call me. Isn't it better but you know for what? you to not you know what? Complete- if you had wanted to be even a little bit of a man, you would you I wouldn't have had to ask you. You would have said it. Yeah. Even if it would have been a like, I wouldn't have had to be like, hey, the vibes have clearly shifted. What's going on? Anyways. So that is my daddy. Ew. Okay. But yeah, so that's the roster. That was this year's roster. That does not include anybody that I have matched with or talked to that is not under nickname, of course. But yeah. Can I ask a, a modern dating question? Absolutely. Okay, so after after the 2023 season. Oh, my God. How? Okay. I just need everyone to know that the new slide that has now come up in the deck for all Patreon followers is absolutely epic. And it is showing the roster by app. And my question, my authentic, genuine question, unprompted, was going to be, do you now have different views of these apps now having had the year of fuckery that you did. Yes. So I did rate my top five dating apps of the year. And I do feel like I have a unique take. Now, mind you, this is probably a lot due to my location and what are the most prevalent apps used here. But Tinder's my fave because like I said on the episode, what is what you get? People are very upfront about what they're looking for and what they're not. And so as long as my profile is presenting for what I want, and I'm swiping in a, in alignment with that, I feel like it has been the least fuckery. Also, the least amount of unsolicited dick pics. I've gotten more unsolicited <sighs> dick pics from the Bumble matches. And I'm not talking about the people on the roster. I'm not talking about people on the roster. I'm just talking about, in general, people I have matched with on Bumble. I have had more unsolicited dick pics. Who Let's told check. the male population of this world that... They should share the photo of equivalent of what looks like the worm from the James and the Giant Peach movie coming out <laughs> of the turtle. Who told them that? Not for nothing. I get it. You've seen a couple Greek statues where the dick is it and the silhouette is like, you could tell why these women were having 10 children at a time because come hither. Like, that's fine. But, like, clearly, the female body, there is something just picturesque and beautiful and soft Mm -hmm. and, like, artistic about it. Also, Mm -hmm. we have curves. Therefore, it makes for finer lines and less sharpness. But, like, I love my husband. And I am so proud to say that I have never received an unsolicited dick pic from the man that I married. Because there is never an appropriate moment for, okay, daddy, show me what you're working with. And it looks like it's turtle. Like, nothing about that is okay. Nothing. 
It's not okay. I think I've said this before on the pod, but there is a reason that more nude women have been the subject of paintings and sculptures and things like that than nude men. Just straight up. Because ain't nobody want to see that, if we're honest. And I'm sorry, but no one tries harder. No one. We all have Instagram. We all have all the apps where it's all about the perfect photo, the perfect aesthetic. All right, yeah, I get it. And God knows, you'd be fucking lying if you tell me that you don't have an editing app of some sort. Everyone does. Everyone has seen them. Whether or not you use them is another thing, but everybody got one, right? There is not enough editing in the world to fix the level of commitment that a man uses to adequately position the dick pic for a good angle. There is no good angle. And the level of effort, you see them trying. The rain that you see in the forearm is not them squeezing. Oh my God. It's squeezing because they're trying to hold it in the right angle while also hitting the flash. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I think we're just going to have a whole episode on dick pics because for me, the key word is unsolicited. I Like I said before, I like when things get a little spicy, either after a first date or like before we meet because I need to know that we're compatible. I also like to know what we're working with. So yeah, so this is the breakdown by app. And as you can see, the professor and I matched on both Bumble and Tinder. It was pretty platonic, I do feel, until we matched on Tinder and we were both like, oh, hey. So yeah, I did meet about a third, almost half. On Tinder, I did match with people on that. So Facebook dating was just one. And then a quarter of them were Tinder. And only one from Hinge, and that was the professor. Okay. And and Tinder for the win. See, what's so crazy is, like, Uh I hear Tinder. And you think hookup. Full disclosure, I don't totally understand Hinge. I do. I feel confident enough to know that Bumble is the app that the woman gets to make the first move which I really love, but I also, I have had a number of single friends that have played the online dating game and I have had full-blown fights to explain that you have no business being on Bumble and then complaining that, well, he's just so passive. He's not really a take charge kind of guy. I'm making all the decisions. Are you? Are you? You signed up for an app where men get to be passive and now you're bitching because... He was like, so what do you want to eat? What do you want to do? I'll do whatever you want to do. You wanted that. So I I have a thing against Bumble because I feel like a lot of the women who use it don't actually want to use it. And they're just, I don't know. They're confused. They don't really know what they want. They're not in tune with it. I hear Tinder and I hear fuckboy. So I love hearing that Tinder was more than just that because I love the idea that women who are single have a lot of options now and depending on who they're looking for can find something and not have it just be like the dick buffet yeah and i will also, say do I, not make an app it will fail it will fail epically no but i am gonna make some merch called the dick buffet <laughs> available to patreon no but what i and what i've said before is i have come across especially being in such a small area like not small geographically but just like small population I have come across the same people on multiple apps and they present themselves completely differently on Tinder than they do the others, which is why I like Mm -hmm. Tinder because I feel like I'm getting like the rawest version of the person, Mm -hmm. like the feral version of the person. And we all know I'm a bit feral. I'm in my feral era. It's fine. 
But if I'm getting that version, then I know what the most feral version of that person is. I'm not under no illusion of what I'm swiping on. Okay. I appreciate that. So, Anyways, that's that. So now we're going to get into the superlatives. So the first superlative is going to be the best is we're going to be in the best ofs. And it's going to be like the most laughter on a date. And I don't know if I've given you guys enough detail on the individual dates for this. But I want to hear your gut reactions. Laughter? I would probably say the Brit. Oh, Carrie, why'd you take my answer? <laughs> God damn it. Just because I'm thinking like he was probably like posh. He was not. All right. Now, I can't be basic. What? Now, I Because I wanted to, I want, that was my, Carrie, this if is. that's your answer, that's your thing. answer. Um, all right. Yeah. So I'm going to lock in. I'm going to lock in the Brit for 200, Alex. All right. <laughs> for 200. <laughs> The professor, actually. Master. And you know what? what? Maybe this is why the professor story continues. We played Battleship. We had some beers. We had a lot of good laughs. I love the idea. I'm, I genuinely hope that everyone who's listening is also maybe keeping a little record of creative ideas for themselves because I love the idea of packaging a date as you want to go out for beers and play Battleship because I swear to God, not for nothing, but even if you don't get to go to a kind, like the ty- kind of place that has games, you could totally fucking bring Battleship with you. And pop that shit up on a high boy table. I don't plan events. I didn't just call it a high boy. It's a high top table. But that would be fun. And I feel like fun dates are more rare. And so that that leads me to a really good point. And one of my, I think one of my big takeaways for the year as far as my dates go and like what I do on them, I feel like there has to be some sort of activity especially if any of the parties have anxiety because it helps relieve some of the pressure off of being focused solely on one another when you're just meeting for the first time. And especially if you, for the professor, we've been messaging, we had messaged for seven months before we actually met. So there's, I normally do not like to message that long because it does create like a false sense of intimacy a lot of the time. But given the distance, it it made sense for us to do that because logistics were hard. But having an activity is finding something to do that like helps take the pressure off, especially when you've already, for this case, we had already had all the first date conversations. And what we did was we actually, I turned it into a game. I let a pick, we picked the game when we got there to the brewery. And anytime one of us sunk a ship, we got to ask a question. Oh, I like that. And it could be anything. And so it was fun. We made it fun. And a lot of times it ended up being like, fuck, Mary kills or that top three faves of whatever, but it was like a really fun idea and it took a lot of the pressure off of having to feel like you had to fill all of the silence. I'm now Googling online battleship because I also think this is the kind of thing that you could do that if you didn't, if you weren't totally prepared to see someone in person, that you could also do that kind of thing virtually. But I love what you're saying that first date might be too soon for the formal dinner. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think that's like a big thing. And for me, it's been more about finding activities to do or some sort of activity to incorporate into a first date, whether it's a game or you meet to even just walking a museum, right? That involves a physical activity. You're not just sitting there staring at each other. And it like, it's more like that peripheral conversation. So it just takes the pressure off. Actually. All right. Best of most laughter, the professor. Yep. So actually, that's a great segue into the most unique date. It's not Beers and Battleship. Okay. 
So most most unique. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in. Oh man, I just in my head heard you are the weakest link. Goodbye. I'm gonna lock in old McDee's nuts. Okay. I thought about him first, but I'm gonna go with Wine Daddy because you guys had the longest conversation. Not so actually, fan favorite Dom Daddy. When we reconnected, and because I told him I was like, "Hey, I'm not actually looking for hookups. I want to actually." He introduced me to one of my new favorite spots that I had no idea existed, and it's this quarry in the middle of Knoxville that you go and you swim and you can paddleboard and whatever. And if you're seeing on the Patreon the pictures of me and my best friend, because I now take people there because it is one of my favorite spots. And now, to be clear, had I not already met this man and done a thorough background check on him, I would not have met him in this situation. And I think the video I took of this of the landscape, you can hear me audibly say, this is a good spot to get murdered. Not necessarily something I would recommend. Or a flying It was also a well-populated. It's a lifetime movie, guys. No, but it was well-populated and things like that. Like, it was a Saturday. It was very busy. There were a lot of people around. So he could not have murdered me. But I was like, if if I were to get murdered on a date, it would be this. But it was also the most fun because swimming, we were laughing. It was a good time. So that would be my most unique. Bonus question. Yes. Did, did it feel sexy or intimidating to be in your bathing suit around him? Both. Both? Because I bought a new bathing suit. Because <laughs> I didn't really have one because I haven't needed one here in Tennessee. So I bought a cheetah print onesie and my boobs look great. So it was a little bit of both. Yeah, and you are a member of the Big Titty Committee, and we I, we believe in you. I know what my assets are. I know what my assets are. Yeah. And when I'm when I'm feeling insecure, the tits come out. They come out, baby. Uh, I also love that it was like an animal print. It's like my love life. Oh, yeah. Cool. So the next one, oh, I think this is going to be the easiest one of them all, the best hookup. I'm going to be honest. I think it's a trick question. Why? I feel like it should be easy, but it's not. Dom Daddy. Yeah, I mean, if it's if we're if we're just going if we're just going pure sex, that's what hookup means. Dom Daddy. Okay. I mean, I'm old. I don't know if it. You would be correct. Yay! Great yeah. gift right um, there. Love that. Yeah, that's what she said. But yeah, Dom Daddy. Was that wasn't what. even a cough. Um, that was your vagina participating in the conversation. <laughs> Because every part of your, every organ felt that. When you say Dom Daddy, all of your organs, I just want to, you're welcome to everyone listening that has twitched a little bit from the nether region every time we've said that. Let's just say he he earned the name. (laughs) He earned the name and he put in the work. Earned the name, put in the work. Best best night's sleep after I've ever had in my life. And that's all we'll say. Okay. And I think we've covered this one pretty thoroughly, but the biggest lessons learned. Who did I learn? Fucking old McDee's. You had to go with old McDee's nuts. The man came with a lot. Correct. Fucking old McDee's nuts. the win. Fucking old McDee's nuts. Communication is key. Clear communication is key. And I think that's something I have brought into my life. I need to interrupt you. I'm so curious. Because I'm going to forget. I have to interrupt you because I know I'm going to forget because I don't have many brain cells left after the wine. Is old McDee's nuts considered? He's not yet in a different age generational bracket than we are no he is he's gen x like yeah so i almost wonder if there's a little exploration here on could any of generation any of his behavior been a little yeah been a little gen xy 
Probably. Probably. I would say that's probably a big contributing factor. I think there's a lot to contribute to it, right? Gen X married very young and stayed married for a long time and was not ready to move on from said marriage. But I do think that both of those things played a really big factor because it was like a completely different time. And he and I discussed that a lot because my college, even my college experience was so much different from his because of the 10-year age gap, right? Facebook was like, I think my junior year opened up to everybody, not just college students. I grew up with the social media aspect of stuff and that sort of thing. And he was just getting into it. That's like yeah, a whole I think new... the generational thing might be part of the conversation. But you know what, uh, Jersey? The only reason I bring that up is because I think a lot of women would, like, when you're in your 30s, I feel like you're more open to, the older you get, the more the lines of age blur. I feel up until the point that you're, like, maybe 20. When you're going 24. older, when you're you going older, know. when you're going younger, they do not blur. Oh, I don't know if you can go younger. Okay, so that question then, what's the youngest you would go? I think all of my apps are set at 33. But some of the apps, it doesn't restrict who can like you based on that. It just shows you in your preferences. On Facebook dating, where you can see who likes you without paying, which is because Zook just wants your data, and that's why I like it. I have had some 20-year-olds trying to slide <laughs> in my DMs. And I think Sarah Williams and I talked about this on our episode. Honey, I don't know what makes you think you can handle all this, but you're a baby. And also, you're my sister. You barely age, have a license. So... <laughs> That's going to be a- You might have to just try it once. <laughs> I'm just saying, you might find what you are you need in your life. You never know. I am looking Terry for somebody to, so very to help share my burdens. I am not looking to raise somebody. I am not looking to be somebody's mama. There Although, there that, can be some... that can be said at, honestly, any of... I didn't know you could set age preferences. I feel like such, I am such a dating app virgin. On Tinder, you can invite people to swipe for you. Carrie swipes for me all the time. It's set up really stupidly, though, because it gives it me is. one different person, and then it gives me all the same people it sent me the first time, and I'm like, I already went through all these hoes. Oh. Um, you tell them. All right, so the algorithm needs help, but the function has yeah. some kind of value. It's a good idea. They just need to... If you could get the algorithm of the Facebook dating app matched with that functionality, you'd be golden. Golden. Yeah. Ah, okay. But yeah, I do think some generation thing, but I will say, Jersey, even though he is Gen X, do you know what what he's not? He's not a green bubble. Mature. (laughs) Oh. You know what? You know (laughs) what? Speaking for all the Android users around the world, I would just like to say... Have several fucking seats. <laughs> you guys are all indoctrinated like a goddamn cult. <laughs> Listen, once also, you, when the, once you no, no, when the end once, of the world comes and all Apple products malfunction at the same time and you all collectively glitch, I will go like, out happily, dog. <laughs> you can take me at that point. You can take me. I hate uh, Android so much. You're all gonna collectively. So apparently, Refactism uh, is not to date an Android user. Okay. You know what? I'm married. But, but here's the struggle. Welcome. There are some people who have been really funny and really cool, and they have been green bubbles. The professor is a green bubble. That's as big as red flag. <laughs> yeah, we had a beige conversation completely to a different messaging system. 
We had to move our conversation to a completely different I mean, reason. Just people to send like, gifts. You know, I communicate in gifts. Did you move? He never like, got WhatsApp my- or Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. <laughs> yep, there you go. Because everyone who knows me essentially knows that they must communicate with me on Instagram, or it just no accurate. So that brings us to a wrap for 2023. We're going to set some goals for 2024, though, because I'm a three and I like to achieve. So the goal for 2024 is 10 I dates. I love a goal-setting so moment. 10 actual dates. Okay. So we'll see. Can we object? Sure. You can do whatever you want. I just, I think that should have been at least 12. That's so aggressive. There's 12 months in a year. She's got to have like a mental, emotional break in between. And sometimes those can go for a little longer. Yeah, I went like really hard for January to April. And then I took a break for three months. And then I went real hard for August to November. Jersey's is still a person who believes that I can hang the fucking moon if I tried. And I love her for that. She is my number one cheerleader. She is my number one motivator. (laughs) She is the person talking me out of my imposter syndrome. I love you so much. I don't know. I just, I'm looking at the data and an evaluation of the data. You dramatically exceeded your goals. And I think you learned a lot. I think you could hit 12, but also, Carrie, you get the family member of the year award because the level of love and protection and empathy that just came out of your mouth and also almost wanting to punch me in the face a little bit was really, I love you for that. I would. And part of me would enjoy watching her go balls to the walls. But at the same time, I wouldn't enjoy the aftermath. <laughs> so we got to well, find a happy there's a, there's a There's okay. a lot of factors that have gone into this. And let, let, let me clarify. Maybe we should clarify 10 first date. Unless okay. a relationship okay. comes up one of those dates. Like that always being the caveat. Unless it turns into something. But 10 first dates outside of that and I need there's, a, there's a lot of factors a- my lease is coming up in February and I will not be renewing it so I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna live so there's just a lot going on personally that I may not have the on emotional oh, bandwidth and I have two bitches fighting okay, over me moving there maybe I'll just put myself in storage Georgia. and just move in between Georgia and Jersey it'll be great New Jersey Georgia Jersey Tennessee and we'll just make okay. the triangle I'll stop in DC on the way it'll be great I'll come with you. yeah and then Carrie's gonna move to Tennessee and then it'll be perfect but yeah so there's a lot of so I mean, taking into account the first part of the year being a little bit less available for dates okay and I do think though however any okay. dates that happen now between now and the new year will count towards 2024 because the wrap-up has officially happened oh okay yeah. I'm here okay I'm fine with that I vote yes okay yeah you got me we approve also not for nothing the beginning of Q1 January February is still the tail end of cupping season and then like end of March yeah I don't is the like shedding of the skin opening up oh I don't like to participate in cuffing season. We know that. I'm an I'm an all year dater, but I don't feel the need to be locked down at any certain point of the year. I think that's also part of the timing is I don't want somebody to just want somebody for Valentine's Day either. So. No, the prefix menus suck. They're terrible. And as somebody who has been a waitress on many, <laughs> many a Valentine's Day, fuck everyone who goes out to eat on Valentine's Day. Fuck all of you. And if you do go out, you better be tipping 50 fucking percent. Yes, I do. I tip a lot. I'm a very good tipper. I know you do. 
you're mm-hmm. a very good tipper because you've worked in the food service industry. Yeah. So with that, that is that's my 2023 wrapped as far as dating goes. And uh, I'd love to hear either in the Patreon or in the Facebook group or in my DMs or wherever what your rosters looked like. What were your superlatives? Share it. Let's start the combo. And I just I want to thank Carrie and Jersey for being here because I would not have survived 2023 if it had not been for these two women and their unwavering love and support and also calling me on my bullshit when I was in a self-destructive mode. And Jersey always saying, hey, you know what we're not going to do? That. When exactly when I need to hear it. (laughs) But happy new year, everybody. Here's to a better 2024 than we've had a 2023. Thanks for joining us on Ditch the Ick. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ditch the Ick Pod. You can shoot us DMs, listener stories. In our highlights, you'll see some listener story prompts. You can share them with us anonymously or with your name. It's up to you. But we always love to connect and get to know you on social. And if you haven't already, head to patreon.com slash ditch the ick. You'll see a couple of different levels where you can subscribe and get access to exclusive content, get early access to the videos. In some cases, you get first dibs on listener stories. So make sure you head over there and subscribe. It really helps keep this going. If you're looking to join the community, meet some other single people, maybe you need some new friends, share your thoughts, comments, responses to the episode, you can head over to Facebook. We've got a free private group called Ditch the Ick, and it's going to be a really safe space for us to share our stories, connect, and make friends. 